What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to episode six of the FSG podcast. Today, we're talking all things season 15. A lot has been in the news last couple of weeks, considering this new season is right around the corner. And we're also talking about ALGS. And also, guys, just a quick announcement. Down in the description below, you'll see a link where we are now on Spotify and Apple Music if you guys want to watch the podcast there as well. So let's kick it off. Let's talk about season 15. Thornton, what are we dealing with this week that we've got going on? Big trailers, big announcements, big teasers. So, yeah, there's a lot going on. We, uh, as of the airing of this, we have seen the Catalyst stories from the Outland. We have the launch trailer on Thursday, October 20th that was put out. We have the uh, gameplay trailer on Monday. I'm a boy, old calendar. (laughs) Dates are hard in your head. Uh, Monday, October 24th was the gameplay trailer. And then this Thursday, we should be getting the Catalyst trailer, which will go over all of her abilities. Um... It looks cool. It looks exciting. We have the brand new moon map uh, called Broken Moon. Uh, it takes place on, I think it's called Cleo, actually, uh, which is the moon of Boreas. Here's Homeworld. Uh, Octane's dad is involved. Uh, the new legend Catalyst, which has caused a huge stir and controversy over the internet, which is just dumb. It's 2022, but what are you going to do? Um, but yeah, overall, it, it looks like there's a lot of at least of fresh content. And hey, no more Stormpoint. So. Found good. Found good. You yeah, know what? Before knew- you... Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I, I knew it was going to be either Stormpoint or World's Edge, and I was super, I was super, I was really hoping it'd be Stormpoint because I know like World's Edge has kind of gotten somewhat repetitive in the ranked world, and I know like eventually, like I think last season, maybe two seasons ago, I can't remember which one it was, where people started World's Edge was always fa- the fan favorite ranked map, and then like it started to get, it was like okay, you know, we've seen this so many times, we can only you know love it so much until it starts to get a r- little repetitive, and so with Stormpoint though, we've seen the numbers like people make those memes and like as soon as Stormpoint hits you refresh and it's dropped like 100k players so people hate it so uh i'm definitely excited that uh you know we can we can say goodbye to that map hopefully yeah i'm excited i mean you guys know how i feel about Stormpoint and world's edge i did that whole like you know it's up four maps in one one of our recent episodes so i'm happy to see Stormpoint just go and disappear i just i hate that map but talking about you know the stories from the outlands real quick i keep seeing this bro like Respawn needs to do a Netflix show for Apex. Like every single story from the Outlands is just so good. It's just so well, you know, well designed. You know, the story is always fire. Like I've never seen a bad stories from the Outlands. Like I just, I really wish that we could get Apex wow. Legends Netflix show. I'm trying to think. Because... Do you like this? You like this recent one? I mean, it's alright. I mean, it's not. It's not the best I've seen. I mean, because we have we have so much. But I mean, overall, they're not like. Each one of them isn't bad, you know. None of them are. I like. Terrible. I've always liked the artwork. I feel like, like, like you said, like the they've always done such a good job with that, and I feel like the potential for a show is definitely there. Um, yeah. But I, I, a lot of people were just saying this one was so bland. Like honestly, if if you did not show me the ending, uh, I don't know how to pronounce them or specters or whatever from Titanfall. Like I really mm. would have never known this was this was Apex. Like nothing looked like Apex. I didn't pick up any notes of 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 this that it was Apex until like the very end. And mm. it just didn't feel like Apex. Like you, you just can't. To me, you really? can't top. You can't like you. You just can't hit those climaxes of watching Pathfinder fight somebody on a flying ship or whatever, and they're boxing yeah, when, yeah, yeah. when that one came out. And then the Horizon one, when you know it's all emotional and she's coming to the Apex Games for her son, and it's like you see all of this, and it just hits a little bit different. And I just yeah, didn't I hit that with this. And uh, but I. I just felt like the story writing was a little bland. Like, it just, I didn't really get it until, like... Yeah, being... I mean, I feel you too, but, like, I'm not talking about the story. I'm talking about just, like, you know, seeing Apex. And oh, yeah, the scenes from, are like, good. No, you know, I agree. Like, the, the scenes you know, are the, good. Uh, design. I remember when Respawn dropped the 
I think it was the share story from the outlands just the design oh, just that's like the, that's one of yeah, my just, favorites you yeah, know like it one. just looks so good every time it just looks yeah, so good. good and i, I want to yeah. see apex in like a full 30 minute you know TV the crypto special. one was good too yeah so yeah, i'm just always like to see it it's it's interesting because i actually think about it like all the stories from the outlands the older ones are all phenomenal expect like even the newer ones like the bangalore one with her brother fighting the pilot yeah uh, that was good the, the lifeline with the octane heist that was, was amazing that was amazing that was amazing that was fun i don't know that this one was bad i don't think it was bad i just don't think it was nearly as and, and maybe it's a problem if they set their own bar so high because their cinematics and their storytelling and the, the like what they've done in the past is so phenomenal that's but, it that i agree with jay on this one like there, there wasn't a hook there wasn't like anything mm. that like resonated with me it's like i'm happy that we got to see a bit of the moon I'm happy that we got a little bit about the character, but I don't feel like there was anything that like, yeah, just like really sparked excitement. About yeah, yeah, exactly. I think they went to a different route with this one because instead of like building on the actual story that relates to the um to season fifteen, I think they just kind of wanted to shed some light on Catalyst and like show her character development and why she is the way she is. You know, I think that they kind of started off with like you know Catalyst you know, just experiencing life for the first time in that way. So I think that was a different direction with this one. But I just, I mean, I just love to see Apex in that, in that light, you know? So that's what I'm talking about. But yeah, compared to like the Sarah one, the the um, Pathfinder one, um, the recent Lifeline, Octane, when they were escaping the prison and stuff, it's not anyway comparable in terms of story. But I just feel like Apex just looks good whenever they do a story from the outline. So that's what I'm talking about. No, I can yeah. see that for sure. Yeah. No, I mean, the visuals have always been great. I love the fact that I, I, John brought up, I think, Sears, or maybe it was Jay Miles. Uh, one of you guys brought up Sears, but like they no, had yeah. the animator from uh, Love, Death, and Robots. Yes. But yeah. I, yeah. yeah. And it was phenomenal. It, and the music was amazing. The asteroid getting blown up. Like, we, we, in that one, we also didn't learn really anything about Sears. Like, you don't always have to do a lot of character exposition. We, we really didn't learn anything about Seer other than the fact that his moon was destroyed and he fought in an underground fight club. I don't think he has a single speaking line in the entire thing. No, nah, I, th I think they said he was kind of, um, he was like always picked on because he was different. He um he was like lonely. He was bullied. I think that was the vibe yeah. of Seer, no? A little bit, that but was he right. never spoke. Like, he, like he, was, he was kind of almost, he was the main focus without actually like, being involved in it it's a weird i think like, no i think sarah spoke to that one I, th I think he spoken that one didn't he like introduce it no I, no, I, no they had a narrator i think the narrator i think the narrator sounded like seer and i think that's what you're thinking of maybe he sounded like Sierra. it had an I accent be, and that's probably what you're thinking of but yeah i'm not sure i don't know regardless though they i, I do think the trailers have been uh the, the bar has been set really high and so maybe it's hard to tap back into that uh i can definitely see that and but i do think that when it comes to i mean it all depends on what perspective you want to take on it you know which, which one is better for the game or does it even matter what's better for the game do you just do what you want to do i mean so i when you when you're talking about in terms of better for the game i would argue that maybe something that gives a little bit of light on, you know, some abilities or, or you know, a little bit of well, a passive, maybe something like yeah. that. It could possibly uh, be be pretty good. I think the Horizon one, the fact that she was out in space and it was like, you know, you saw this, you know, rocket ship type looking thing. She was floating around, all that stuff. And, you know, now knowing her passive, it, it was pretty cool to see something like that. Yeah, for sure. I agree Gordon's got his here. thinking face on. A little, little side <laughs> note. I don't know if anyone else noticed, but 
when the specters did come in, did you guys see what weapons they were wielding? No, I didn't. I didn't pick up did one. Not. They did. They had charge rifles, and there was something very particular on that charge rifle. It was a laser sight, which makes me think that because the charge rifle is such a pain hmm. in certain lobbies, that they might be attaching very similar to the way that uh, Vantage's ultimate with the sniper scope to give the target oh, indication that they're being looked yes. at. Yeah, they're doing something very similar. Oh, that, that would be good to see. That would be good to see because that gun is so aggravating annoying. in this game, mm -hmm. and to see where people were aiming would probably be a good idea. Yeah, so annoying. Because right now it hits you for eighty, and you have no idea you're going to get hit because it slows you down while it does it. So yeah, yeah. I mean, if someone has you in in sights with a charge rifle, like a decent player, you're dead. There's nothing you could do. Like if you're in open field and someone has a charge rifle, you're dead. It's just kind of crazy. But I'm um, talking about the map, guys. Like, we haven't obviously seen the full gameplay of the map. As you guys are watching this video, today is actually the day that the teaser was dropped. So I guess you guys went and actually saw the teaser for yourself. This was actually leaked a couple of months back as well. But this is a new map, you know, new new content. It's always interesting to see a brand new map come to Apex. Because Apex is one of those games that actually has a new map every couple of seasons, which is dope. But are you guys excited for this map? I think Thornton actually said a couple of episodes back that it's going to be a lot more defensive, you know, much more open, you know, spaces and stuff. What are you guys it's, looking forward to? I'm looking forward to the fact that it's, I got to think, other than maybe King's Canyon, which has a bunch of different biospheres, it's really unique in the fact that it's split in half. So okay. the west side is going to be that moon rocky area. And that's what we've actually only seen from the teasers. But the entire eastern side is kind of like Olympus. It's grassy with a lot of infrastructure and buildings. Mm. And I think it's going to be really interesting in how that, like, I, I, if people really like the east side, I could imagine an entire 60-player lobby just landing on one side <laughs> and getting the rocky area. Like, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how the player base reacts to uh, meta changes like that yeah. in that format. Yeah, I, I've, I'm, I talked about this in uh, my video today that I feel like there was a ma there's been a real major issue uh, lately in, like, the way that the maps are and that's the fact that like there's an obvious advantage with high grounds and like when i'm when i'm talking about high grounds i'm not talking about you know just a rock or a building or whatever but i'm talking about like storm point you've got this like massive massive mountain type thing where you can look over into pois and just wreak havoc on these guys that are in that poi uh um, i know containment's got a bad situation too with king's canyon where you can stand on top of the north tower and just you know wreak havoc down and there's a lot of places that are on storm point that uh are just like the i'm sure world's edge has it too but they're not nearly as bad as i don't think where there's just so much weird high ground and like I, if the the spot two where there's on storm point there's a gravity cannon i think it's over there by lightning rod a gravity cannon that shoots up and then on top of that mountain over there, there's another gravity cannon that shoots down but on top of that gravity cannon up there like on that mountain you can see a lot down yeah and if the ring just happens to end there dude you have such this weird advantage that i don't really like particularly and one thing I liked about Olympus is it's not like completely flatland, but it's not really these big mountains and these big, like when you get high ground, it's usually on top of a building or something. And I, I like mm. that approach a little bit better. And from what we've seen so far, it seems like that's kind of what this is a little bit more, especially from the Olympus side that I've seen things is where instead of there being just this massive slope and this obvious high ground, it's kind of like a, a big plane and there's a lot of hills that are just very tiny and minute or slowly ramp up over time rather than there's just being massive mountains and stuff and so i like that the high ground will probably be more so of like you know this rocks that are here and there maybe buildings here and there and not necessarily these massive mountains that you would see in storm point or something like that so 
uh that and uh i'm kind of i'm kind of confused on the whole fog situation like i don't really know is it the like a render exist. disc so it doesn't so it's all teaser related that's all teaser related fun good, I, the fun fog good. is there so that you're not like as it's it, in the teaser form it's supposed to like so you can't see everything in the teaser it doesn't mm. actually exist on the final version of the map. And what about in the leaked version where, like, uh, the guy was running around, you would see, like, a POI in the distance. It would just fog up. Yeah, no, that? that, 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 what he did is the, the guy that uh, you're able to, I know which video clip you're saying, but for the audience, it's the, like, 14-minute long one where you can go all over the area. But you can only go in the teaser area. And that's basically, he took down the invisible walls from the teaser so he could walk around and explore it. Oh, makes sense. It's, he's still in that teaser still version. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Makes sense. Makes, I mean, before I, we give like our full opinions on the map, I think it's just important to actually play it and see how the you know the community responds because every time a map has dropped, we all have had like, you know, these preconceived notions of what it's going to be like and it always changes, right? Like, I yeah, think I when Olympus first thing. dropped, yeah, I feel like <laughs> exactly. I feel like when Olympus was first teased, I mean, everyone liked the way it looked, but everyone was also kind of skeptical about how it was going to play. It kind of started off where everybody hated it, and then they eventually like kind of grew to love it. I know it's a fan favorite, so I'm really interested to see, you know, how it how it happens with this map. It was complete because... opposite for Stormpoint for me. Like it looked great, yeah, and I bro. loved it, and now I hate it, and yeah. I st I will always hate that <laughs> map. It's I, terrible, I, I literally. Think, and, and people will probably like. I don't know. Like, I still think that you need to have all the maps in rotation. I think I agree. I agree. Or someone also said that maybe why can't we do like when you get into a pregame lobby, like in those private matches. So I know that there's a way that you can obviously make it to where you just don't jump right into a game. Why can't we have some type of a voting process or or yeah, something? Perfect. I don't know. Or maybe you can just like like the way you can select the character that you want to pre-pick. You can select the map you want to pre-pick, so yeah. you don't have to go through a voting process, but it can automatically count your votes of whatever map you want pre-picked. I guess and I see whichever map has the most. I don't know. Yeah. I or I mean, like dare I say, custom lobbies. That'd be cool. Oh yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. So that's actually a good point. Now you say that this this uh this was mentioned by uh, Moy earlier today. And um, it was basically showing off the teaser <clears throat> and said something along the lines of like, in your opinion, what makes the game feel the freshest, the longest? Is it new legends, new maps, new modes, new weapons, or new what? And I said, uh, I think features and modes would love if all players had access to custom lobbies and embrace the modding community because R5 Reloaded is like a golden dumpster dive for you guys to get involved in. And mm. uh, I really would like to see them bring a, bring a lot of that stuff as well. Yeah, I mean, I want to talk about like more of that towards the end of this episode because I feel sure. like when we talk about features coming to Apex and how much features we want to see come, like that's a whole deep dive we could go into. But I agree, like you know, I I, I think custom lobbies are way overdoing this game, especially Apex. Like there are so many mothers on Apex that make like their own custom videos and stuff, and you know, it would just be such a fun experience. So yeah, that's definitely overdue for sure. I saw but a I'm, video like, a year ago that was surfing in Apex Legends, like someone doing like CS:GO uh, surfing <laughs> in Apex. It popped up on my uh it popped up on my homepage today and it was a video over a year ago with almost a million views and i'm sitting here thinking like bro the amount the content. amount of content that could be made from stuff like this that you don't have to bring content you can bring like this big wide custom you know mode that people can make their own content and uh, yeah i, I think letting people yeah for. exactly because mm. like ideas are endless when it when it gets into the hands of millions of people that can just come up with anything
Yeah, and then after you create a whole separate community that's just interested in the modern side of Apex exactly. and the game grows. Like I remember with Halo, there was a whole just Forge community that would just like you know yeah. that would that that was their thing, you know. So I feel like there's there's really no loss. But again, I think I said this in my you know what I think I'll wait until the end of the video to say it because I don't want to talk about like that yet. But um, one thing we actually skipped over was the Catalyst reveal. That was met with a lot of backlash for whatever reason over the voice actor, which I think is just dumb. Um, but you know what? It's 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 the gaming communities. So, like, what do you guys think about up? I think it was a weird situation because uh, I think a lot of people kind of tied together the what they thought was a bad trailer with the whole situation instead of like separating the two. But I think because uh, I know, well, I, know just people, I, I know there were some people. I know there were some people out there that were saying like. Um, you know, oh, well, we didn't get this type of hate or, or, or this type of something at other trailers. But, like, the, you look at the Bloodhound trailer, uh, like, I, I get it. I understand why um, I understand why there's contention. I knew that this was going to happen. I literally said, you know, uh, Reddit mods are going to have a time of their life trying to handle this, whatever. It's going to be a mess because it always happens. You, whatever. And, and then whenever it happened, uh, then there was people talking about, oh, well, no, uh, they're just, you know, they're just saying the trailer was bad because of this situation and i think it's at the end of the day you've got to argue uh you've got to argue the the results with facts and not feelings and not these trolls out there that are obvious like we should always expect that there's going to be crackheads out there that are going to just throw a rage it's just going to happen and so it's hard to balance it out though because they are it's always such a big part of the community still whether you want them to be or not and so uh, the the voices are just always too loud. Um, but you look at like the things like the Bloodhound trailer. I, I think there's a lot of controversy with the Bloodhound trailer too, because as soon as it came out, it's like you know everybody's talking discussions about Bloodhound's origin, and yeah. it's just so frustrating the way we can't just you know watch the story that's being taken rather than yeah. uh, rather than all this <laughs> other crap that comes out. Yeah, there there are two types of Apex players for the general player base that I think exist. There are the people that want to just play the game for the gameplay and the mechanical side of it. And there are those people that also enjoy that, but really, really love the lore and story of Apex Legends and the characters involved in it. And the people that tend to play the gameplay are the ones that I think, they're the ones that are like, how could they do this to this video game? And I think they're the people that are doing it because if you've been paying attention to Apex Legends for the last three years, <laughs> like how do you, like why is this such a big shock to you? Why are you surprised that they they have yeah characters that's with me? Very is, different well, I just don't get why like, people are shocked. Yeah. yeah, dude, there's has no one noticed that for the last like year and a half, Bangalore, Loba, and Valkyrie have been in, <laughs> in, in, in a love <laughs> romance like triangle, and and you're pissed off that a character's coming in. With a different backstory that that goes against whatever your small-minded worldview is or whatever like then don't pay attention to the story just play the game and stop complaining about everything that has nothing to do with you exactly and you know what i'm just gonna say this bro i'm just gonna say this because i feel like we tend to be politically correct on on like the on these podcast episodes but i mean if you're someone, bro, who is playing a game like apex or any game and you take time out of your precious day you take precious time to go on Twitter, to go on Reddit, to make a post about why you are upset because a transgender legend is coming into a game. Like, you need to go out and touch some grass, my guy. It's I keep saying it's never that serious. Like, why do you care so much, you know? And, and they always say, why are you making games political? That's not political at all. Like, if you look around... That's and, a backstory just, for a character. 
That yeah, I mean, that's not political. How, like, how is that political, bro? Like, it's, it's, it's just never that serious. Like, chill. You it, actually it took time. To, I, the new legend came in and said, "Vote for Biden 2020." Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Now like, 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 you know, like ex- exactly. Like, like, that's that's political. Yeah. But like, it's just a backstory please, you know, for a just, character. It's not that deep. Like, it always pisses it, me off when 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 I see people just um because even if you believe what you believe, like, why take time out of your day to come on Twitter and just like pure heat you know it just it yeah just that's why i have sense. a hard time talk like when we do these discussions sometimes i have a hard time discussing when we we would get in about lore because i don't know much about Same. it because i never cared because like i just love apex yeah. for the gun so the gunplay so i really do yeah. i don't pay too much attention of a lot of the other stuff because my content what i do and what i enjoy about this game and the value that i try to bring in content has never been about that it's always been about you know gameplay and esports and you know how fans are reacting to certain meta changes and things like that so I just never really been able to get into those conversations because uh, I, I mean, and so I, I get what you, I get what you're saying as well. It's like I, I can't imagine uh, you know just being so enraged that yeah. you, you spend the entire day yeah. thinking about what happened earlier today on this trailer. It's like, bro, just. Uh- if you have such a big issue with it and your sensibility is so hurt and you're so fragile that this is uh goes against everything you've ever believed you have two options one like kajana said put down the game touch some grass live your life it's not that big of a deal two don't play the new character what what are you complaining there's 23 characters now you don't have to play the one character that offends you like and this is like this is what this is the big thing for me is like Put, like there are plenty of conservative uh um conservative minded uh if you want to say republican whatever like uh uh producers in movies and things and in those movies they still put a guy from this backstory a guy from that backstory a girl from that backstory to fit this story of a narrative of this movie that they're trying to portray it's got nothing to do with you know shoving anything down your throat it's just a story that they're putting on uh so you know if you if you don't like the story then just go to a different game. It's it's not necessarily no one trying to, you know, like you said, no one's coming in here to say vote vote blue, vote red. Like it's, it's not <laughs> the story that's going on. They're just painting a picture, painting a story uh, with characters that have different backgrounds uh, for their product that they're doing. And yeah. so you would see the same thing in another sided story of you know someone bringing. So I don't know. It's just not. It's nothing new. It's not. It's nothing that we haven't seen before. That's why I just can't understand the shock. It would be really boring if every t- character in Apex Legends, all twenty three of them, were Pathfinder with different abilities. You have, to have <laughs> You have to change them up. If every character is just a Pathfinder model, it would be really in a Pathfinder backstory. But one has a jetpack. One can throw down a dome and, a, and an arm shield. Like it would just be boring. It would be. Although I yeah. also will say I would be cool with twenty three pathfinders as a pathfinder. I'm not opposed to that. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying as long as they have the dry humor of path. Exactly. But you know what I gotta say about this? One thing about respawn that I always respect is the fact that you know respawn is very big on having characters, legends from different backgrounds. You know, I was so surprised when I first started playing Apex when I found out that you know Lifeline had Trinidadian background. I'm like, wait, I'm Trinidad. Like, wait, what? You know, like it's just so interesting to see that everybody no matter where you're from no matter you know what your background is you can find some relation to some legend in apex and i think that's why respawn does it you know that's that you know it's it was so fun to me when i first started playing apex and i was saying like you know trinidadian freezes from lifeline like we lie him in you know that kind of stuff you know it was just it was such yeah. a because i've never seen that in any other video game before that was the first game i actually heard 
um actual you know trini slang in a game so it's, it's just that's one thing i had to applaud to respond on you know always being inclusive and just making the game not just bland like having character to the game so that's dope yeah. and it's every, a dumb topic to even talk about because well we're talking about people hating on like it's just every uh, person that plays apex legends every single one deserves to have a character that they feel attached to and that they have some kind of connection with not just so that one person can have their entire worldview be the focus of the game. Everyone should have someone that they can look up to and want to play as because they feel like they are the same person. That's and the my whole thing point. Is, they're, I, they're... Feel like, I feel like that viewpoint is, uh, I think it's true. And I also think it's subjective because like, if you're looking at it just from like a battle royale esports scene, then no one should have to be required to have someone they're connected to because you're just looking for good abilities and stuff. But with Respawn's product, they've not decided to take in that route. So therefore everyone should have someone that they feel like that they should be attached to or that they like or whatever. And so that's, at the end of the day, you gotta realize like this isn't Valorant. So everybody does have a different story. Everybody's not, you know, just a different, you know, say uh, look with different abilities. Like everybody's got different backgrounds and whatever. So if you want this game to be Valorant, you'll just you're just gonna have to go play Valorant. Like if that's the way you want characters <laughs> yeah. to be done, and you don't want the backstories, and you don't want all this the, the stuff, that's just not the game. And I'm just sorry to tell you, it's not gonna change. So like that's just there, uh, yeah. that's just there the end are, all be all. Yeah, there's thousands of games out there. Like. If you want to play a stoic white knight, white hero, go play Halo. I love Halo. I think Halo is fantastic. But there's plenty of games that if you're looking for your specific representation, they exist. They exist in Tenfold. They're all out there. Like Yeah, and if you don't want games that have any representation, there's those games as well. And so like you just have Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know what? There's gonna be some comments on this video, like trying to oppose with what trying to oppose what we just said. And to those guys who are, you know, waiting to comment right now, just save your time because it's not your, your comments isn't going to do anything other than just prove our point exactly right now. So just it's not worth your time, like I'm just just again, it's not yeah. just real. It's not that serious. Neutral, I always try to take like a, a like a C C like play devil devil's advocate and see why you know. And that's that, that's why I've just always come to the conclusion like it just is not anybody's business. If you don't like it, you just got to move on. That's that's with everything in this world. So if you just got a problem with something, just move on. And yeah, because yeah. if you're wanting this you know AAA game studio to change something just for you, it's just not going to happen. So you just have to move on. There's no need to talk about it. There's no need to. It, in my opinion, voicing your opinion is going to do nothing. So, you know, actually, just... uh, I would like to say, please do leave a comment. I like your engagement. I probably won't read your comment. I probably <laughs> don't care if it's negative. You're wasting true, your time. True, true. I will true. take your free engagement. True, Give it to me. Support true. my channel. I love it. Do it all day. True. He's right. He's right. He's right. All right. So, I guess we're moving on to something a bit more lighthearted right now. And this is the new gifting system that's been announced for Apex. It's been speculated for so long. Gifting is going to be here in season 15. It's not exactly what we wanted to see in terms of new features, but it is a step in the right direction in terms of respawn giving us brand new features in the game. So, um, let me just give. Wait, what? I thought I was up. What's up? What's up? What's up? Let me hear you. Let me hear you. Let me hear you. What's up? Look, I'm going to be perfectly honest. <laughs> I think gifting is the biggest fucking joke that Respawn has ever done. Like it I was, is... I was gonna get it. I was gonna get it. I was gonna get it. I, I was gonna get I, it. I well, I, I I laughed because you were like, it's a step in the right direction. But in my opinion, it's like five steps back. Like one, you can't use any of your crafting materials or tokens. You can't use anything 
unless you use real money for the gifting system. You have to know the person for two weeks and have them on your friends list. So content creators, like if I wanted to give out a collection event worth of skins, I can't do that because the collection yeah. event will just by the time I have them at yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, mm -hmm. it, uh, the way that it just shows their intentions. It yeah. does. It does. And I was gonna get to it. I I, I just wanted to say, you know, I feel like we're so negative here sometimes to Apex. I was gonna I'm gonna try to be positive for this and be like, hey, we have a new feature, you know, but but it's true. I, I it's, 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 it I get it and like it I, I love you for the, the positivity, but like <laughs> look, if they were like we're adding gifting system with cross progression, I'd be like, you know what? I'll call yeah. I'll call that a win. I will call that a win. But to say that you like last year of twenty twenty one, they said cross progression in twenty twenty two. We found out about gifting from an interview at the beginning of season 14. Lo and behold, less than a season, it's here. Like, oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the, the freaking video that came out two years ago of Chad Grenier saying that they're working on these custom lobbies for everybody to be able to play so that you don't have to have a private code. And, uh, you know, let's get the same kind of treatment where the season after they talk about it, it's in the game. And that's just not happening. So it always aggravates me. They're so they're so quick to push these new uh, features that are just so beneficial for them. And that that's I, I just hate when you see the intentions behind it, like because yeah. you can't argue when you can't use crafting metals, legend tokens or anything like that. And you can only spend money. You obviously know well, the only purpose of this was just to get a bag. So yeah. Like it, it, there's no there's no feeling in there of feeling like they cared about the player base. And if yeah. they like you said, if they bring this along with cross progression, or they bring this with private matches, or they bring this with permanent new modes, whatever, whatever. I, I'm down yeah. to spend some more money on a game that's overall better. And uh I, I don't care. I wouldn't mind if they brought, you know, I would mind uh, buying all the skins, you know, more often if there's like, I'll be honest with you. I have not bought an heirloom in quite some time. I bought this one because of how fun the gun run LTM was. I was playing it all the time. I could use Loba very uh, often. And then we got the control mode and all this stuff. I was having a good time with LTM. So I was like, you know, shoot, why not? I'll buy it. And so like, if we have more things to do and more reasons to like Apex, I'll buy the stuff. And so when you just bring something though, that's just specific, uh, specifically for monetization, it just turns me off. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I tried to be positive, Respawn. I tried. You see, I tried, right? I tried. Um, the reality, the reality is, I actually worked on a video today about that. But the reality of the situation right now is that, um, again, I said this in the past. I said this in last week's episode. I said I think that you know all of this is because of Respawn's publisher, EA. Um, it. I don't think that Respawn themselves have this money-hungry attitude towards Apex, but. You know my the fact remains the same you know new games are coming out new games are going to continue to come out um apex is on season 15 right now the content cycle has remained the same pretty much ever since the game released um nothing has really the game hasn't really innovated i would say right and here we have a new feature that's coming to the game everyone is, is expecting cross progression everyone is like expecting um custom lobbies maybe even our solos who knows everyone is just expecting these these things that respawn promised us for so long not solos but cross progression and custom lobbies and what do we get gifting a system that's clearly designed to um to make more money for um daddy ee yeah. So I, yeah. So um. Yeah. It 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 just sucks. I, I, it, it it's disappointing. I I hate like I know everyone like sees like the negativity and they're like oh well they're only doing it for like like to make homework but it's really not because I really want to love like all the like stuff that they add to the game but like I just feel like a lot of the times there's just not a lot of respect given to the people that have been waiting for so like 
you announced that you were working on gifting at the beginning of season 14. Well, I am happy that you're adding a new system in. At the same time, could you not have given an update onto any of the others? Like, you don't even have to say it's now coming so-and-so time, but at least say, like, I don't even think they said we're still working on it. I, I, when was the last time we got any confirmation that these features are still being worked on? I the last, the, honestly, the latest thing I've seen that I can think of was the guy who just left Respawn uh, a day or two ago uh, that said when he responded to that guy saying, just forget about it. So whenever, I don't know if you guys have seen that. So I mean, so that's the latest thing I've seen. Uh, I have not seen anything uh, else about cross progression and most certainly not anything positive. That's another thing. Like all of these devs that were really communicative with the community, communicative with the community. All right, that's funny. But all of the devs that really used to talk to us, like they've, they've left, you know, like they, the devs that really had the passion for the game and cared a lot about the game. Of course, there's still devs left that care about the game. I'm not saying that all the devs that actually care left the game, but the devs that really will, you know, that voiced their opinions and gave us feedback and talked to us about what's taking place behind the scenes, most of them have left. So we're just here, you know, you know, based on what they said years ago, hoping that, you know, we could see something come, but it's, it's just not happening. Um, I said this again in the last episode, but there's a disconnect between the Apex community right now and the powers that be at Apex, basically, you know? Because this conversation we're having right now, even though most casual players don't care, don't even know the state of the game, this conversation we're having right now is is going on and it's it's being replayed in the heads of people who actually, you know, create content, the players who are very diehard, you know, the streamers, the pros, all these people know what we're talking about. I recently, and it's actually perfect because I recently saw um Hal make a tweet about season 15 and he said, and he actually quoted for you guys. I think he said something about like if season 15 isn't good, then Apex is doomed or something like that, along those lines. And it's really interesting to see that because I think the thought process right now among so many streamers is that the game isn't changing, the game isn't improving, you know, features aren't coming. Why do these content creators and pros still want to play Apex if they're not given they're not being given, you know, the things that they want to see in the game? They're eventually going to leave and try new things, right? So I think that Apex really needs to just take stock of what's taking place right now. And, and if they really want this game to be here for the next five years, you know, they need to start acting like it because there's a huge disconnect. The community that the actual diehard community is not being respected, I would say. And it just is not a good look. It's not a good look. I'm excited for season 15 still. I still have hope. I still have like a, a glimmer of hope for this game. But yeah, yeah I would see. say that your biggest, uh, like when you said right there, for like it being it being around and being uh, doing good for the next five years is a big topic because in response to how Fallout said earlier, uh, you know, I'm convinced uh, people love to complain either one for the sake of complaining or two for attention and saying it's and he retweeted Hal's tweet saying Apex better have his banger of a season 15 or this game's doomed. Yeah, it wasn't directly, uh, you know, directed at Hal, um, but you know, obviously a lot of people Hal say responded. this and Hal responded and said. Uh, we used to have it good right now. Uh, we used to have it good, but right now for the rank system, it's terrible. And there's nothing rewarding players uh, with coming back to the game. One good new game will completely dismantle Apex, he said. Uh, I've been so seeing the this. Core game, yeah, the core game I've is very this. good, uh, but the, they need to fix the systems that hold it together. And I agree um, that we definitely need something more robust. I feel like Apex is just like this thin layer of glass that is doing very very well but something so small uh, mm, uh, can, can kind of just snap it apart and we Hold need on. something more robust altogether. Yeah. let me just say this real quick let me just say this real quick um before i forget 
before I forget, um, I think I already forgot. Yeah, so I've basically been seeing that, right? Like, all it takes is one new game to come along and really just dismantle Apex, right? Um, shit, wait, hold up, hold up. We could, we could cut this. I want to get this point across before I forget. It was right on the tip of my tongue. Fuck. Um, you pointed your head when you said tongue. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> shit. Uh, you want me to do it and maybe it'll come back to you? Because, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So, I actually, we, we actually as a group talked about this last week. Um, and Hal's basically echoing kind of what we already said. Because Overwatch isn't going to be that game. And Call of Duty mm-hmm. isn't going to be that one good game that knocks Apex off. There will be a game that comes out, but it will have to be that fresh, innovative take like Fortnite, like Apex was, something that we haven't seen before. And if that game does come out, yeah, Apex is bone. If something truly like takes the world by storm in the same way that those games did, which we are kind of due for, we haven't. I feel like we haven't really gotten something revolutionary in the last three years. Yeah. I can't think of anything. Like, yeah. There was Fall Guys no, that just kind of like faded, but like... You know, games have uh, been kind of steel in the past few years. If we're being real, I nothing agree. has been, no, nothing has been revolutionary. I think, like the last revolutionary thing I can think of, like revolutionary Fortnite, uh, it, probably. I feel like Valorant was up there. Like it was something that was a true, big true, new true. wave. True. Like yeah. not PC really only. seen. You need something. On yeah, console. true. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna see something that big, yeah, you're right. Uh, so I, I think Apex is just because of this old system that it's on. It's just like. Like the content is good. I'm not complaining about the content. I think it could be better. I got don't get me wrong. I think they could bring some other things. But I think when we talk about what would make Apex so much better, usually we're always talking about features or you know these new like uh, things that you can tie like the custom matches, the you know the custom uh, customization of like modded community stuff and like a forge mode all stuff. I feel like the the problem has got to be this this engine like or it's got to be something with how old this game is and how finicky it is and you think about how bad the servers always are and the lag and it just sometimes like when Apex feels good it, it definitely feels good but yeah. it's never felt this game has never felt revolutionarily smooth. Like it's mm-hmm. never given given me that Fortnite effect the Valorant effect where it just looks so crisp and like this yeah. game was built so beautifully. It's never felt that way. Yeah. It just feels like we're we're doing the best with what we got. And I, I think Apex 2 is the only the only way to, to to take it to that next level. I really do. Isn't there still a glitch in Apex where if you, let's say you load up a ranked match and you want to change the pubs, if you actually start and you load up a ranked, you're going to go into a ranked match anyway, even if yep. you switch the pubs. That happens to me every day. Why, happens why to me all that? the time. Yeah. Every anyway, day. So what I was going to say before was that People like to say that, you know, streamers and pros, they have no influence on the game. You know, they're like 1% of the entire player base. We don't care what streamers have to say. Guys, if you're watching this video, listen to me very carefully. Listen to me very, very carefully, right? Yes, streamers and pros make up a very, very small percentage of the player base, right? But their voice, their opinions carry a lot of weight. You know, if we look at any game that has launched, that has fallen off, if we look at the trajectory of, you know, what happened behind the scenes in terms of, content creators and stuff it always has a similar you know a similar pattern you know a game starts to fall off content creators start to make videos like this game is dead this game is dying what is this studio doing streamers start to you know post their tweets and their clip outs of their their streams you know talking about the state of the game and eventually all of that travels to the casual players it first travels to like their diehard fans the community and stuff and then it travels down so 
yes they are a very small population but if the content creators if the streamers were to play a different game let's say next year right a brand new fps game drops it has very similar movement to apex it has different you know characters you could play and the game is just great the movement is awesome the gun mechanics is great and it actually captivates the apex audience and streamers content creators youtubers you might see thorn post a video on that game and you're like wait what's thorn doing once that happens right it's going to travel now naturally because you will you, you're going to be watching those videos and be like you know what let me try this game you're going to like the game you're going to start to play that game even more and then you, and then apex has real competition so yes streamers do have a lot of weight their voice their opinion carries a lot of weight so don't count them out if they're upset if they're all upset in unison it's going to make a big impact on like i would say the trajectory of a game so yeah that's what the i gotta thing say is, that. the thing is too is like a lot of these creators, I mean, they, they may not have been as big as they were with Apex, but a lot of them were not doing bad before Apex came out. Like, I know, I think Hal was playing Fortnite, and I think he was uh, doing some competitive stuff with Fortnite. And, uh, like, some of these guys were still pretty established in some sense when they were uh, doing it. Some people obviously blew up with Apex, and they've gotten yeah. probably more uh, blown up with Apex. But when you have a game that's, like, that's a big, like, sweep, that like, it just takes over the internet we're talking the apexes of the world and fortnites of the world stuff like that when that game comes along and it is a position for a very short time where you can make a switch and it'll be safe like when like when games come out right now like when you're talking about you know games like shatterline all this stuff you can't make that switch because you're, you're you're not going to do good because but people will know when we're living in that moment of a revolutionary moment and yeah people will know holy crap this game's gonna be big uh, and you'll have a, a glimmer of, of time where you can make a switch. And if this game just some, it's, we don't know what game it'll be. And when I'm not saying any game's going to specifically kill Apex, but if a revolutionary game comes out and it's big and just like Apex was, it's blowing up overnight. People are streaming it and everybody's got nothing but good things to say about it. And the dev team looks promising, whatever. And you get a lot of Apex guys over there and they're all saying good things about it and they're all enjoying it. You might lose an Imperial how or two, uh, someone uh, like along those lines, somebody big like that, you might lose a nice wig yeah. or something. I'm not talking about just any game. I'm talking about the big games like Apex was. Uh, if I mean, if they're in that position, some of those guys might take it. And if you have a lot of, because like, yes, these guys are the 1%, but what's more than 1% is their viewers. They, all Thank of you. their viewers combined are making up maybe, I don't know, there's millions of views a day on, on Apex YouTube. And uh, obviously, a lot of people are watching all the time on Twitch. So, like, these are a really, really big player base of diehard fans that love these guys. So, just because they're 1%, their viewers combined are much more than 1%. They do have a lot of influence. So, it's at yeah. least 2%. That's, that's why I, <laughs> at least, yeah. That's why I would say, that's why I would say I agree that with how that we're one, one amazing game away from Apex being shattered um, is because we're not talking about, the little games like Shadowline. We're talking about if something as revolutionary as Apex's size comes out in the next, you know, two, three years, and all these guys hop on it. Yeah. It could be it could be dangerous. And we also have to look at the fact that, you know, Apex hasn't built a brand like a game like Call of Duty as yet, you know? Call of Duty was able to survive, you know, the Fortnites and all of these games because Cut is just a, a, a staple FPS. It's it's going to forever be a staple FPS, right? And of course, Apex, yes, it does have a very big brand. It is now a staple FPS. I would say Cut just had that much more. It had a cultural impact on a skill that was just 
bigger than Apex. You know, everyone played COD. If you if you had an Xbox or PS3, you played COD. So like when it was time for them to re to reinvent the wheel and, and drop Warzone, everyone was like, wait, let me go back to COD and see what's up, you know? That might not necessarily be the exact it always, same thing. Yeah, it always holds a little place in exactly. their heart, I guess. Exactly. Right, same exactly. with like Halo and stuff. I will say, exactly. well, Apex isn't on the same size as them. I do think that having that root with Titanfall does have them. Help like, a little, yeah. I, I think, it, I, like, they're obviously, I don't know if Apex is bigger than Fortnite now. I actually haven't, like, compared them. I don't know if Fortnite's falling off. I don't know what's really going on with Fortnite. But, like, I wouldn't say, like, I'd say that Respawn as a company... Well, with with the Titanfall universe has a stronger background than other games, such as like maybe Fortnite. I don't know. Maybe yeah. that's like out of place, but like and then you also look at Respawn, the head of the studio created Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Like he was one of the guys there. So like they have like they have kind of a brand. It's not mm -hmm. Call of Duty size, it's not Halo size. Um but they definitely have, I think, a somewhat solid reputation. No, they do. They definitely do. They definitely do. I think the difference between COD and, and Apex is that the, the brand that COD yeah, built was basically built upon children. And so everyone kind of grew up mm -hmm. with COD, you know? I feel like the player base for Apex is a lot older. So if, let's say, 10 years passed, right, and Apex hasn't evolved, that player base is going to grow up, go on to different stuff. Some might even completely stop gaming. Some might just completely switch their genres of gaming, like... They'll still be interested, but I just feel like COD had a much bigger foothold, so it was able to recover quicker, you know? If a yeah. game really comes on that's big enough and it, it has the features that Apex has and it kind of just captivates that audience. Yes, yeah. Ape Apex is never going to completely die because it's just it just has that it has that brand now. It's not going to die, but it's not going to be where it is right now if that happens. So I feel yeah. like they need to be very wary of that. Like Apex isn't Call of Duty as yet. It doesn't have the, the name Call of Duty is still bigger than the name Apex Legends. I think Apex has an obvious... I think when you look at it from like numbers-wise and competitiveness-wise... Apex has an obvious weak spot. And if someone with the brains big enough can make a game that tackles Apex's weak spot where they're not doing great in the quality of the game, I guess, like the server issues and how, you know, like how clunky this game can feel sometimes and how like buggy it can feel uh, or, you know, it's lacking all these features. If someone can bring something that can captivate that Apex audience and then they just somehow luckily ride a phenomenal wave that's just there, it would pro it would be great. But the thing is, like, it's not just any game. So we're not saying that Apex is going to die, or neither are we saying that Apex is likely to die. It's just that I think if a game came out and it was big enough and it got that wave like Apex got, it could do some damage that's exactly. pretty... I, I, all I'm saying is I think Apex is in a spot right now where they have to play competitive more than they've ever had to play competitive with other titles that are possibly coming out yeah like it's there's a they're they aren't they aren't safe as yet they aren't completely they're not going to be uncontested forever that's the problem right. exactly yeah and i think this is what you just said this is the time that you guys should be you know really buckling on and looking around and being like wait all these games are coming out like you know we it's season 15 you know players are getting bored like what should we do I'm, I'm i'm just not seeing that i'm not sensing that energy from a respawn i'm not sensing that you know ready to get in the ring and you know fight with these i'm not sensing that competitive energy from respawn it could be because they're being published by ea let's be real i mean i don't know but i like we'll look see. i'm i'm looking forward to season 15 i'm gonna play because i have content to Same. Make. I have to yeah. do it. i'm gonna do it and i probably will enjoy it a lot i will also say as like someone who really enjoys RPGs and other types of games, 
I will not be playing Apex Legends in my free time. I will be playing God of War and probably the new <laughs> Harry Potter game that comes out in February. Yo, like, Hogwarts Legacy, that's fine. And I fine. want to play them. And if if I'm someone whose job literally is making Apex con every day, Apex content every day, then the general player base seeing these new games, even if they're not FPSs, are still going to migrate. Like they have, no matter what, Apex is going to have a lot of competition. And yeah. Couple, next couple months. What do you guys think Thor made a second channel? Thor knows this. Thor is Thor like plays. planning way ahead. Yeah, he's planning yeah, no, way I'm, ahead. I've got it set. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, because yeah. it's just like it. it you you got to be safe, right? You got to be safe. And as I said, like this game in five years, where will Apex be? What will yeah. Apex Legends look like in five years? I'm, I'm really pray interested. it'd be a, a new version built of the game because that's what we need. Yeah, Earth new UI, nice. new I'll models. Netflix show like I feel like if I feel like you know what I feel like Apex has such a unique um it has such a niche it could go into like Apex could literally be like you know let's do a Netflix show let's do a live action movie so like you have all of this marketing going on outside of just the game that brings players into the actual game Apex has that it can really do that so um I'm interested to see where Respawn goes I'm excited for season 15 but what do you guys think about how statement do you think that this is the very last chance for no. Apex I think I that it has I, I like at least 5 no, seasons yeah. left I think we have at least 5 seasons left before we start to see like what I would say place. we've got a comfortable 2 to 3 years left of yeah of decency before right. the last straw is here yeah it really depends on like jay said are they going to do a secondary game what's going on with that apex legend single player game yeah uh, true. you know because that's going to draw in a whole new audience that might even be yeah. titanfall fans that didn't want to play apex because they want another titanfall-esque single player game like it seems like although respawn doesn't openly talk about that stuff too much it does seem like they have avenues that they are exploring to make sure that the longevity of the game goes as long as possible. The downside is the longevity of the game in the future does not mean we are going to get content in the present for this specific game, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah, if they decide to take it to an Apex 2 route, you know, we might be chilling on false promises and and lies and and no deliveries of cross progression and custom matches and all of this stuff. We may end up having to sit it out and wait a little bit longer for this new build or new version if that's the direction that they eventually take i don't know to be fair guys did respawn like the actual studio respawn make any statement about uh cross progression and stuff or was it like individual devs it was individual devs. individual devs I, mean, like, I think you know I they think are we, respawn though yeah but you know they might just be talking they might just be talking from their from like from what they think like they might not actually no, have like some of those were reddit responses like some of those were like those ask me anything thing and uh you know it was like hey when are we getting cross progression it was like next year it's 2022 whatever like those were like some official i feel yeah. like responses. yeah like, I th when I think the director of communication at the time tells you it's coming this year that's the director of communication for respawn. Like, like you can't be like, well, no, respawn didn't say no. It was the director of communication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right, you're right. I, I, yeah. I think that's what the devs have stopped talking about it because they maybe not like they probably don't have like a, a exact estimate ETA. Like they probably don't have like an exact date they could give us, so they don't want to talk anymore. But okay, okay, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I'm just I'm not making excuses official, for the devs. What is the official respawn? Are we talking the Twitter account? No, 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 no. I, no, I agree, I agree, I agree. If the, if, <laughs> like, I agree. If the director of communication says, you know what, this 
course progress course, course progression is gonna come on this date or this year yeah is right that is respawn he, he represents respawn so i guess it would constitute us being a respawn but i think that's why and then people might Devs say oh well that guy's much. not with the company that guy they might say that guy's not with the company anymore so who cares what he says then you could say well you know he may not be in the same field but the senior producers are quite important guy as well and he said that uh, 2022 is something that uh you know he well he said what are some things you'd like to see in 2022 and then obviously that cross progression is one of those that you guys obviously knows being uh worked on so you could take that in whatever direction you want to so i, I don't know i mean I, I, the, at the end of the day the active c director of communications said it at the time and it should still be withheld yeah okay. yeah, yeah. It, it, it is I not and, and at any point they now obviously at this stage of the year they are aware if it's coming or not that is when maybe you have the official response say, we fucked up or we messed up. And, then <laughs> and it I will would not, not be, be mad for, if they came out like, and said that. Like, like if, if it's not coming, then you at least have to respond on it because you said something prior with devs saying it. So then as the company, you need to say, no, this is incorrect. It will not be available this year. You need to at least clarify it at this point. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's, I, right. I wouldn't even be mad if they came out and said, we're sorry, we're, we screwed up, this was our fault, whatever. Like, if they just owned up to it, I'd be fine. The problem is, like, they, they like, we saw that they don't own up to it. Like, with the season 11 modes that they promised, they had all, they couldn't wait for us to try. I mean, it just kind of went under the rug, and we just kind of went, like, oh, well, I guess they just lied about it because we were waiting for these new modes all this time, and it never happened. So I wouldn't be mad if they came out, or if they came out and said, we can't bring these features because we're working on an apex 2 that's going to be way better that would make me happy i have a theory on this right <clears throat> do you guys think that a respawn not a respawn do you guys think that ea is purpose is on oh, okay let me just do that over because i can't fucking talk about it right now <laughs> okay dude words are hard they're difficult <laughs> fuck all right i have a theory right what do you guys think about the uh, fuck all right You're what do i think swearing. about the fuck well <laughs> it starts with an f Okay, yeah, sorry, sorry for swearing. Pause. My bad. Pause. This is the last one, right? <clears throat> All right. I have a theory, right? What do you guys think? <laughs> Jeez, stop. Bro, stop laughing. Take four. Right. Go. So I have a theory, guys. What do you guys think about if Fuck. he is basically purposefully not bringing cross progression because it's gonna lose them money if players don't have to you know like reacquire all of their heirlooms on consoles and stuff so they say no let's let's push it back a little bit and wait because if cross progression were here right we'd have i'd have my wreath heirloom my gibby heirloom my pathfinder heirloom i'd have like about six more heirlooms on my account and i wouldn't have to like you know spend as much money on you know packs and stuff trying to speed up the process what do you guys think let... about that I'm going to let Jay do a very long breakdown of his thoughts. I'm yeah. only going to say one statement. And I want everyone to go back in time and think about what an EA representative said when it came to microtransactions and progression. Sense of pride and accomplishment. And that is all I'm going to say. Jay. Yeah, I, I don't think that there's a... I don't, I don't think... I mean, we know EA's money hungry. We we know all. I mean, so I don't I don't really know. Uh, we know there's not going to be account merging as as far as I'm aware. Is that like you're not going to be able to take your 10k stat wraith on PC and your 10k stat wraith on on yeah. console and get a 20k stat wraith or bring your three heirlooms from PC and your four heirlooms from console and now you got seven heirlooms on an account. I don't think, at least to my knowledge, that's not how it was going to be done. I don't know, but uh, like. I just, I, I'm not surprised by anything. I don't really know what's going to happen. I, I, I don't know if I'd 
if I'd say that they've decided to go back on a promise that the community has been looking forward to because they realize it's going to cost them money. I think it's more so of a risk that a lot of people may quit because they get aggravated with the false promises. And then you've got a lot of buyers who don't want to buy anymore. I don't know, but I'm not sure. I'm just going to shut up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I see uh, Thornton looking at me, and you guys are just dead silent looking at me. I'm like, okay, well, obviously, I don't know what I'm talking about. So, you nah, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm really just interested. I'm interested because like, I really don't know. I really don't know like what's the motivation behind this. And I actually thought that there was gonna be like account merging, like you would be able to get your elms from your, your your console accounts on PC and vice versa. So that's not gonna be happening. Man, you not you from, need to watch from what I've YouTube heard. Channel more. Yeah, uh, it got announced back in season twelve from an email that EA sent out that uh, account merging is not going to be the way they do it. It's basically, if you have an Xbox account, you can move it over to PC and it would overwrite your PC account. Then why do we even care about freaking cross progression? Like, because I, I, I don't play on PC right now. Oh yeah, I, I forget. I want to make the switch. I want to play on PC. If you've never made the switch, yeah, if you've never made the switch, then you want it. But if you've already made the switch and you've got like a lot on both sides, you might still want it, but you might get a little aggravated. All right, well, I don't care anymore. Yeah, at that point you're pissed because you switched that there was going to be cross <laughs> okay, okay. I'm so mad I know I'm so mad why didn't I wait to switch because I literally just switched last year thinking that it was going to come eventually I know I have yeah, all no, my see, my weird heirloom bro. that's why you watch it <laughs> yo uh, yeah I don't care I don't care what you guys you console players I don't care whatever you say <laughs> that so I'm done. beaming your ass with my point six amuses deal with it <laughs> yeah he's done <laughs> that's so unfair dude like that's actually so unfair anyway yeah, so Glitch yeah. Gaming has been doing phenomenal in these PQ qualifiers. I'm super excited because I've been watching all of them. And, uh, well, I mean, we can get into specific games on maybe another day. But uh, regardless, they've been doing consistent. They've got a chip on their shoulder. Everybody's been doubting them. Everybody's been saying you can't do it. You're a bunch of content guys. And they're showing up. They really are doing well. And if, if, if we didn't lag in game five last week and get yeah. lagged out, and if, if, if we were just somehow able to get those four KP that we had knocked in game two and maybe win the game and get all a bunch of more points, then, uh, which we should have won that game is what it is, then we'd probably be qualified right now. Regardless, we're looking good. I think we're going to get these next two weeks. However, we got two teams that have now qualified Rack Attack in week two and ESA, which I'm still confused as far as. What's actually going to happen? If you guys have not heard, they dropped their third player, opposed, uh, apparently Capra, after they qualified. And then the guy who does EA respawn type ALGS stuff came out and said, you actually got to maintain that roster for the first week of Pro League no, in order to keep your spot. Split. It's the first oh, For the split. first split. Okay, for the, for the first uh, split. And then he began to tag... I believe the people who got second place in split that wrong. Twitter uh, in, in that Twitter comment. And then... They were like, okay, we'll be in the DMs. And I was like, okay, well, what's going to happen? And today I still see their their name is Greenlit. So I'm assuming something's happened. I don't really know. But regardless, there's been a lot going on with ALGS. Uh, Thornton, you are the manager of our Glitch team. Take it away and what's your thoughts? Uh, so, yeah, no, the Glitch team has been doing great. I'm super ecstatic about it. As of right now, we should actually be placing. We still got two more quals. We got to do uh, qual three and qual four. But as long as if we do exactly what we did the first two, we're basically in pro league. I'm excited. I think it's fantastic. The team's only been together for two months. I find the e the ESA thing incredibly interesting. It's so interesting because the way that esports arenas works is they're an org that signs these teams makes pro league and then sells the team to another org they, yeah, they're like a farm league almost and they, they, that's how they make their money mm. um and so 
I'm pretty sure that they had 100% intention to drop Capra because they wanted to get a pro name on the roster to bump up the price they could sell yeah. their team for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Makes sense. And then the rule book got thrown in their face, and they had no idea about it. So now they're spiraling because they can't sign that pro player or that very high-tier player, and they have to have this team compete, but they don't maybe necessarily want to sink any more money into it. Now you got to offer Capra a salary. Capra's probably pissed <laughs> off. If I'm Capra. If I'm, I'm like, Capra, I'm not, play, I'm not playing unless yeah. I get like 20 Gs. Yeah, yeah. I want okay. bag at this point. Like, you're telling me after I, I won you guys the ALGS qualifier, I got us first place in the very first week. You guys are like, okay, well, thank you for your effort. Bye. Like, nah. And from what I, I've yeah. seen, he did not get carried. I mean, like. No, he carries I, them. I, I, He's probably yeah. arguably one of the best on the team. Yeah, I don't get it. That's just a bad. That's that's a bad business practice, man. Like it's just no integrity in that decision, right there. Like, it's shady. if it's I was Capra, I was gonna, I was gonna just, I was gonna be like, yo, I will play with, I will, I will play for you guys. You know, just give me thirty Gs real quick. Um, I'm, I'm there. I'm there. Like, I was gonna be extremely expensive. That's just not a good look. Bad no, business I would, I would not be playing unless they gave me. I'm serious. Like, I, I would not. I would. I'm not trying to throw a temper tantrum, but like. I would not do it unless they gave me something because you showed your true intentions. You show that you have no interest in me as a player and you've just basically tried to, you know, leverage my talent for money for you when I'm the one who brought the the prize to the pot for you. I'm the one who brought it to the table for you. Uh, you know, show some type of value in me. So yeah, uh, yeah I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't I wouldn't be doing it unless they they hooked me up. The kid is you'll pause, include the meme that young. says if you fuck around, you find out right after you said that. Include yeah. it right here. No, the kid is 16. He has a bright future in esports ahead of him. His best bet right now, I would say, just stay a free agent. One of the pro league teams will probably eventually lose a player or drop out. And he's a prime signing for his age. And you can probably get him on a pretty good deal. And he can basically tell ESA, nah, like, I, I'm going to show you the same respect you just showed me. Yeah. That's, that's how I would do it. I would go that's with exactly what I would do. Team. Like maybe yeah. <clears throat> glitches up. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what's weird? What's weird? That's actually a good idea. What's weird though is I have it. Thornton's like, well, it's because we're doing it. <laughs> what's weird though is uh, is that like I don't know. Maybe it's changed recently, but I haven't seen any statement from ESA, any post from Fury, any post from Phony regarding this situation. Uh, so like ever since that came out that you they're not going to be allowed to do that, it's just been completely ghost silent and actually, nothing's. There's one funny ass clip on the Apex competitive subreddit, and it's ESA in a tournament, and Phony and Fury are both down, and Capra clutches up the win, and then at the end he says a funny comment like, "This is why I'm looking for a new team." <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! And that's after it happened. <laughs> yeah, it's after after all this happened. And I love that energy. I love that one. one uh, winning the game for his uh, ESA, and he says, energy, was, energy. "This is why I'm looking Dang. for a new team." I, I really wonder whose decision it was to do that because I'm friends with with Fury. Uh, I know I know Fury. We we both played on like this brother team back back in the day. Uh, and then I don't know like I know of Phony a lot, but I've I never played with him. Uh, but that is but Phony and Fury have been a duo for so long, and I I just well, from I what cannot... I understand, and this is from what I heard, Phony and Fury have nothing to do with the. Uh, the I didn't the think one, so. The drop camera. They they had no uh saying that that was not something that they wanted i didn't feel like that was something they'd be that they would do because i like i said i knew them and they're the type that from what i've the experience i've had is that if they have success they then they're 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 behind it they believe in it and they're going to keep with that guy they're not really about getting a name at all yeah. so 
that's definitely seemed more like an ESA type decision. And uh, I, I'm glad that it's starting to bite them back because that is such a dirty move. Yeah, what that's, 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 that's real. Out of ESA. <laughs> the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that's so, EA. Oh, oh, I just get it. I was late. Yeah. I was late. <laughs> I'm late. I'm late to that. I was thinking, wait, he, you know what's okay. funny? Oh, oh, he's saying take the sports out of it. I'm like, you know what's yeah, so funny? This guy, this guy actually said, yeah, I get it before, and he didn't even get well, it. Yeah, that's what no, I'm saying. Just so, no. Jay Miles would just go along with a joke. He would just go along with it. I said I, I I thought the joke was bad, and I thought he was saying because esports arena. I was thinking he was saying just take the sports out, and it's just e arena. I was like e arena. Oh, oh take the sports out. Oh, okay, oh, I, see, so I, I get see. it. You know, so I was guys... like it's just a bad joke, but now I get it. My bad. <laughs> so, so, so this podcast, you guys need to go on. That's a good glitch joke. Now it's a good joke. It's a good joke. Go support Glitch Gaming. Links will be below. Go follow them on Twitter. All that good stuff for all of the updates on like when they're playing and stuff. And this has been a pretty good episode. You know what? Um, leave your thoughts down below on everything we talked about. The state of Apex Season 15. Are you guys excited? Are you guys looking forward to all the new content? And one question real quick. Do you guys think that Apex has what it takes to last for five more years? We'll see. We'll see. So thank you guys so much for watching episode number six of the FSG Apex podcast. Make sure to check us out on Spotify. Make sure to check us out on Apple Music. We'll see you all in the next one. And until next time, later, Gators.